ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners. Welcome to the 222nd ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsports, one word, Com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined later by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, who covers the national champions, Alabama Crimson Tide. And speaking of the Alabama Crimson Tide, that leads right into my highlight of the week, and of course the event of the week that I attended which was having the pleasure of covering the college football playoff national championship in Phoenix on Monday. And what a weekend it was in Phoenix. Uh, Right off the bat, just a tremendous city to host a big event. I know they had the Super Bowl last year, and it must have served as a nice... uh, uh, a nice appetizer for hosting the college football playoff national championship. It was just uh, first class all the way, uh, all in all good weather, and uh, just a special city, to say the least. They rolled out the red carpet all weekend long, and uh, the city was absolutely electric, to say the least. Both the Clemson fans and the Alabama fans uh, poured into the city and were there all weekend long and uh, throughout Phoenix, throughout Scottsdale, and it was just uh, a truly special, special atmosphere. And uh, yeah, I mean, they were just two of college football's iconic fan bases. They travel well, and it never showed better than... uh, then last weekend in Phoenix, it was interesting for Clemson, not having been there since, I think, what, 1981, when they last won a national championship. Uh, they were there in droves, and uh, really an impressive fan base. We've all had, heard about games, Death, Death Valley, and uh, now, I, now I get it. Uh, after being around them for, for five days, they are... Uh, something else, uh, and just consistently breaking into cheers, uh, just walking down the street in the game, you name it. I actually sat beside the, at the game, the Clemson section, which was basically half the stadium, all in orange and purple, mostly orange, and they were just uh, louder than loud. They were literally just 10, 15 feet to my left. And they were just incredible uh, to listen to, you know, all game long, as were the Alabama fans. Uh, I I compared uh, 
Alabama to the Patriots, uh, which I live up here in Boston. I'm a Patriot season ticket holder. And, uh, you know, we've been there a lot before, both the Patriots and Alabama. And, uh, you know, there's a certain, shall we say, quieter expectation of winning. Um, the Alabama fans were fabulous, knowledgeable. It's clearly perhaps the number one source of pride in that state was one of my takeaways. Uh, that being the Alabama football team, most national championships ever, from Bear Bryant to Nick Saban, need I say more. Uh, they've won four. Nick Saban has won four of the last seven national championships. That's, again, a Patriot-like run from uh, earlier this century, back when the Patriots won three out of four, from uh, 01 through 05. So a lot of similarities uh, between the two fan bases. Whereas, again, Clemson, like the Eagles in Jacksonville in 2005, when they went to that Super Bowl, it was really new, fresh. Everybody came. You know, it's like, you know, their attitude like the Eagles was, we don't know when we're going to get there again, so we're all going on this trip. And that was really like the feeling that was prevalent from Clemson fans, i.e., I wasn't going to miss this one. Um, Where, again, Alabama fans are more, uh, you know, they're used to going. They've been to, you know, four of the last, uh, four of the last seven. So it was great. And speaking of Clemson fans, uh, you know, famous faces everywhere, especially on game day, just standing outside the stadium as the fans were pouring in on just a spectacular afternoon, 62 degrees, uh, not a cloud in the sky, nice warm sunshine. It was the warmest time of the entire weekend uh i looked up and there's rex ryan and rob ryan and their families all dressed in orange rex ryan's son of course plays for clemson so that was awesome taking selfies and photos with everybody could not have been more friendly from everything i witnessed and it was great to see it really was and then just again milling about you know just outside the gate where the fans were pouring in you know you saw the likes of Brian Kelly, coach of Notre Dame, Urban Meyer, coach of Florida and defend or Florida, yeah, uh, Ohio State, and uh, the defending national champions, of course. Uh, C.J. Spiller was there. Uh, he was part of the coin toss. He, of course, an iconic back from Clemson, who uh, has played well in the NFL, also. <laughs> Barry Alvarez, uh, athletic director at Wisconsin, and on and on and on. There were just people everywhere at the end of the game. Fortunately, the media is down on the field for the last five minutes. And and looked up, and there's Tim Tebow standing right there among all the other famous ESPN broadcasters. Uh, So it was really, really electric exciting the game itself was great um to say the least uh you know big plays all around clemson never quit deshaun watson is truly truly special uh and alabama special teams play was just off the charts nick saban was uh effusive as you know uh lit up as i've ever seen him after the game 
It was great to go on Sunday morning to the coaches' press conference with Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney. Uh, Nick Saban, again, beyond gracious with the media. Uh, you know, I think he's really, really uh, grown into that, his, his media responsibilities, and seems to actually enjoy it these days. And Dabo Sweeney is just spectacular to uh, listen to at a press conference. He's really got charisma and energy and excitement and uh, all coupled with that, you know, southern charm. And he is just really a fascinating guy. Back to the game, the University of Phoenix Stadium. Awesome. I mean, beyond awesome. Last year it was in Dallas at Jerry World. This year it's at University of Phoenix Stadium, the big toaster, as Chris Berman calls it, where the Arizona Cardinals play. Just truly a magnificent edifice just sitting out in the desert about 10, 20 miles from downtown Phoenix. So it was just really, really cool to see. I could not have been more impressed with that stadium and very fortunate to have been there this year and then uh, out in Texas last year. So all in all, a great weekend. Uh, to put it mildly, the college football playoff people do just a, a marvelous job of treating the media uh, spectacularly. And it was just uh, really, really a special weekend. And in a few minutes, we'll be talking with A.P. Stedham, who is out there as well. Uh, A.P. from Bama Magazine, and we'll really... Dig into the whole weekend and the game itself. But before we do that, I'm going to get into a couple other things. Uh, my low light of the week was Pittsburgh Steeler Antonio Brown being ruled out this morning for Sunday's playoff game against the Broncos. This, of course, is due to the concussion caused by uh, <clears throat> Cincinnati Bengal Vontaze Perfect. And uh, just again... We all want to see the best players on the field, especially during the playoffs. And Antonio Brown may be the most uh, electric player in the league, period. So he's not going to be there. And D'Angelo Williams, the running back, has apparently been ruled out. Big Ben is hurting. So uh, the Steelers are really going to have to uh, bring their A game uh, without some of their A players uh, and a hurt, injured Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, but still has... A great receiving core, even without Antonio Brown, so uh, should be interesting to watch. And of course, the other low light of the week was the Bengals self-destructing at the, uh, at the end to hand the Steelers the playoff win last Saturday night. Uh, their behavior was just incredible to witness, and I just couldn't let the low light of the week uh, pass without putting the Cincinnati Bengals' uh, behavior from the end of that game uh, out there. Um, another low light that just can't be, you know, uh, ignored is, of course, Blair Walsh, Minnesota Vikings kicker, missing the chip shot badly, wide left. Truly unfortunate. Uh, he had kicked three field goals earlier in the game. One of them had the laces uh, in the wrong place, just like that final kick did. In other words, facing the kicker, his foot hit on the laces, but he and nobody else was excusing using that as an excuse. He just really, really shanked it badly. And finally, my bizarre story of the week was 
uh, New England Patriot Chandler Jones uh, mysteriously showing up at the Foxborough Police Department police station. Uh, you know, apparently not fully clothed. The aftermath coming out yesterday, apparently referencing synthetic marijuana. Crazy situation. Everybody is still, especially the New England media, just pounding away, trying to get details. Uh, let's not forget that Chandler Jones is the brother of John Jones, uh, I believe UFC or MME uh, fighter, former champion, who has had his own issues in the last year or two. So, uh, again, easily the bizarre story of the week, and we'll see how it all translates to tomorrow's playoff game, 4.30 Eastern time. I will be there. I'm excited. It's going to rain all morning but supposed to clear by kickoff and then uh, get better as the game goes on. So Patriots have their work cut out for them. They've got distractions this week, unlike any I can remember in a playoff week, mainly Chandler Jones, but now we're hearing information today that Rob Gronkowski, the Gronk, may be experiencing some knee problems. So that's uh, that's disconcerting um, from the Patriot point of view. So... Sure to be an interesting afternoon. Again, the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs, 11 wins in a row, coming into Foxborough. And, oh, by the way, lest anyone forget, last time the Chiefs and the Patriots played was uh, about a year and a half ago in that famous Monday night game in Kansas City last season, where basically it was so bad, Kansas City put such a beat down on them that uh, by the next morning everybody had basically... Uh, said the Patriot dynasty was over. Brady, of course, was, quote, benched at the end of that game. So that's the last time they saw each other. So sure to be an interesting game tomorrow. I can't wait. And now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills. So let's take our break. And next up will be our aforementioned weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show, and we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, who, who covers the newly crowned Alabama Crimson Tide, newly crowned national champions. That must sound pretty good, A.P., huh? Yeah, it sure does, John. The 16th time Alabama's... And crowned champion of college football, and it never gets old. It never gets old is right. Well, I must start right off the bat with a couple things. Number one, you and I had a great weekend together out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful to be uh, with you personally amidst all the incredible excitement. And when I got back, I, of course, DVR'd the game. And there you were, prominently on television, national television, Frequently, is particularly standing right behind Nick Saban for some of the uh, post-game interviews. So it was good to see you on TV as well. Once I got home, maybe you're the only one, John. See that, see that pretty face on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I was impressed. You were right there, front and center, and uh, it was great to see. But what did you think about the game? I mean, it, it was a great game. Let's start there. Well. Uh, the old Alabama basketball coach, Wimp Sampson, he once said, I want to recruit players, but I don't have to coach all the time. Nick Saban had a coach about every play. It was that close. I mean, he called that onside kick. They had been practicing during the week, and Marlon Humphrey, the defensive back, cornerback, he had been dropping the ball. But he looked perfect on Monday night. And Adam Griffith, I don't know if I've ever seen a better onside kick. It was like he passed the ball to Marlon and caught it over his shoulder. And the Clemson player didn't have a chance. That's exactly right. Well said. That's just what I was thinking as I witnessed it. It was like a fade pattern uh, where <laughs> the ball the ball literally just dropped right into his hands. Uh, and, you know, beyond the 10 yards it needed to go. And, you know, I loved it. I mean, it was Nick Saban, you know, making a bold, bold decision a la Sean Payton in the Super Bowl against the Colts a few years back. And it worked. It worked. It changed the momentum of the game. And Clemson was running uphill from that moment on. Yeah, one one of the stories I wrote, I think it said something like, uh, Nick Saban in his way to the national championship. And they had that play in the back pocket, and they had to use it because he admitted they weren't. He wasn't sure his team could stop Clemson's offense. So 
he took that bold, calculating risk, and it paid off in a big way. And then they had the kickoff return by Kenyon Drake, who struggled all year, but he he made an uh, outside move to the left and down the sideline and, and sprinted to the pylon for a touchdown. So special teams was crucial and, and a big part of that victory. Oh, absolutely. And in my mind, the onside kick may have changed the momentum of the game, but really the play of the game was Kenyon Drake's kickoff return, in my mind. I mean, it just it crushed the soul of Clemson was how I felt. Uh, that, that was it. Play the game, without a doubt, in my book, despite, again, the obvious, uh, you know, momentum-changing aspect of the onside kick itself. But, again, the onside kick didn't put seven points on the board. Kenyon Drake did, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and, John, if you look at some of the numbers of the game, uh, Alabama, including their net, net yards, you know, lost, rushing yards were lost, averaged three yards per rush. And so Clemson did not stand any job defensively. And uh, Alabama held them to 3.8 yards per rush. And, and of course, there were sacks on both sides. So they, they really rushed for about 180 yards apiece uh, before they included the uh, yards lost on the sacks. So they were, it was an even game. Uh, Clemson's quarterback, he was tremendous. Um, 30 for 47, more uh, five yards. Uh, if Alabama didn't have those special teams played, I don't know if they would come out on the, on the right end of that score because Clemson was fast, they were big, they were playmakers on defense, offense, and uh, Dabo Swing has got quite a program over there in, in South Carolina. He sure does. He sure does. Uh... You know, Deshaun Watson was just, uh, he's a special player, to say the least. Uh, it, the fact that he's a sophomore and is returning next year seemed to really take the sting out of the loss from, you know, the Clemson, Clemson fan perspective that I talked to. I mean, they were, you know, still loud and proud in their orange, even leaving the stadium. I talked to many of them, and uh, again, they were undaunted. They were just they they weren't just glad to be there. They they wanted to win like any team would, but they uh, they seemed to just be able to you know walk away from that Deshaun Watson performance, saying like, well, he's coming back next year, and we're looking good, so life's not that terrible, shall we say? It, it, they just didn't seem to have an air about them like this is it. We had one shot, and we didn't get it done. It, it was much more like you know we went toe to toe with the titan of college football, and, you know, uh, we didn't win, but we held our own, and, uh, and you know, we will be back next year. So, uh, But he is a special player, to be sure, with his feet, with his arm, and most importantly, as I always like to say about Tom Brady, you know, with his head. I mean, that's, his, the, that's what really impressed me, you know. And then at the end of the game, down two scores, they did not quit. You know, he took him right down the field for a quick touchdown, which ultimately led to, you know, an onside kick, albeit with 12 seconds to go. But, you know, it was still possible, and I don't think you can ask anything more from him than what he did. No, you're never out of the game with that type of player. Right mind, get on, get on his feet, can make plays. And there's a lot of pressure. He's being chased down. And he has a, quite a good cast. That Dabble has recruited to help him be a good football team. So you know, Dabble's going to be around for quite a while, young coach, enthusiastic. I think the players really like his style. 
No doubt about it. You and I were both, again, at the Sunday coaches press conference, bright and early Sunday morning at the JW Marriott in Scottsdale, which is media headquarters for the week. And, uh, you know, it was a great, great press conference, packed house, to say the least. And, uh, you know, I said in the first segment, uh, you know, Nick Saban has really grown into, in my mind, his media responsibilities, and I thought he was just, you know, very affable and, you know, just really a, a great, great, you know, job at the press conference. And then Dabo Sweeney just has uh, an effusive personality. Uh, you know, he's he's got a, a charisma about him. So uh, the two of them, I thought, you know, just put on really uh, a tremendous press conference, as good as I've seen, you know, different personalities, to be sure, but they they went together very nicely, to say the least. I thought it was an excellent, excellent presser. Yeah, over the years, I think Nick Saban has become more comfortable as he kind of tempered his anger unless he wants to make a point to his players. I mean, when he goes off on the media, he's really not speaking to them it's really a message to his team. And I think some people, if you're not familiar with his style and his, his uh, philosophy, that they misinterpret some of the things he might say to the press. Yeah, well, Nick Saban is now in the pantheon uh, in the very, very short list of, uh, you know, best college football coaches ever. He's now. One behind Coach Bryant. He has five. Coach Bryant has six. Uh, one of his five is a national championship at LSU. So he has, Saban has four at Alabama. Um, second all time to, you know, Coach Bryant with six at Alabama. So, I mean, uh, he's, you know, he has to just be beloved. You live in Alabama. I know you've been away for a while. So you haven't been back in Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, I'm sure you're talking to a lot of people and everything. Uh, Nick Saban, uh, you know, he, he's arrived. He's, you know, he, I would say he's at Bryant's right hand at this point in time. Yeah, he's right there with Coach Bryant. And the funny thing is, um, he really helps Coach Bryant's legacy a little bit longer because Coach Bryant will always be mentioning him to speak to Nick Saban and vice versa yeah, yeah. Uh, no matter what happens, you know, he will always be, um, you know, what he's done there will always be uh, revered, uh, to say the least. And, you know, on the podium on uh, Monday night, he seemed, uh, you know, just as just energized as I can ever remember seeing him. I think, you know, and he referenced it certainly that this team was special in a lot of ways. And one player who was clearly special uh, throughout, you know, Jacob Coker. I mean, special at the end, shall we say, because we all know his backstory. You and I have talked about him often over the past year, year and a half. Uh, he, he was just, you know, a man on fire on Monday night, to say the least, like unlike we had ever seen him before, correct? John, it was almost like a symphony with, with Jacob Coker when he started the season and just built up to a crescendo in the final game. He had his best performance of all time, 335 yards, two touchdowns, and no receptions, no turnovers. 
uh, one little small event in the game he was holding the football and he was sacked five times. But it all worked out in the end for him and his dude in the locker room. I told Jacob that he set an Alabama record. He was 14 and old, matching his jersey number as the winningest quarterback of all time at Alabama. He didn't have that record of 12 and old on the team in 1979 to win the championship. So Jacob, he's the all time winner at Alabama. He started, every game he started being one. He didn't set that old this game. So that's quite a record for a person who's starting with Alabama. That's amazing. Let's not forget, Alabama's only loss of the year came in a game against Mississippi uh, early in the season when Jacob Coker did not start. So, uh, But, you know, his leadership qualities on Monday night were just off the charts, uh, to say the least. So that was great. And uh, just as we close the segment here, O.J. Howard, he... Uh, had a huge game. He was basically the offensive player at the game. Um, huge night for him, huh? Yeah, yeah, John. The Lane Kiffin, he kid us all, said he was saving until the end of the year before he used AJ. <laughs> right, right. Well, it worked. Uh, <laughs> it really did. And, you know, it's always great to see, you know, uh, what player is going to rise up in the championship game, be it a Super Bowl, college national championship, whatever it is, when, you know, when it's all down to the one game in whatever sport, you know, I, I love to watch which players are going to rise up. And certainly, you know, O.J. Howard and uh, Jacob Coker, Jake Coker throughout the game, both, you know, start to finish. We're just there uh, having both of the, both of them having their greatest games ever, period. Yeah, there's no question. They needed every yard and every completion to just to be catching. It was that close to the ball game. Oh, no doubt about it. They sure did. Way P, uh, you know, great stuff. You and I had a tremendous weekend out there. It was just so much fun being with, you know, all the Alabama fans, the ones you introduced me to. It was great uh, for me to get, you know, a peek behind the curtain of the Alabama Mindset, shall we say, uh, and, you know, the Clemson fans are, are terrific as well. I would uh, think you would agree. They were just as fun a, a fan base as I've ever been around for, you know, a couple of days. Charming, friendly, just having fun, wanting to win, but glad to be there and just soaking it up. And I, I thought it was just a, a tremendous combination to have those two fan bases Two of the most iconic in college football assembled in, you know, Phoenix and Scottsdale. Yeah, kudos to the Clemson fans. I think they got yeah, a number of the Alabama fans. It was you know, nice to see uh, a, good, a good ball game to end the college football season. Absolutely. Way P, we have lots more to talk about. Why don't we take our break and we'll get to all the other subjects on the table on the other side. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we, of course, were talking last segment about the college football playoff national championship game in Arizona that you and I both covered and attended. And uh, so much to talk about. Uh, we didn't get... Everything uh, touched on, but, you know, I know you had more information even about uh, O.J. Howard, who we were talking about at the end of our previous segment. Yeah, John, I just wanted to point out to the audience that O.J. set up a bowl record in Alabama, 208 yards, receiving yards, which spoke Ray Perkins' record of 178 back in the 60s. But I don't recall any tight end in Alabama history approaching 200 yards, so that that record might stand for quite a while, 208 yards in one game and receiving yards by tight end. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, you know, you mentioned Ray Perkins, but, you know, you, you also have to think about some of the great receivers they've had, from Ozzie Newsome to, more recently, Amari Cooper, and before that, Julio Jones. So uh, they've had, uh, you know spectacular, iconic players, and, you know, O.J. Howard has the most ever at the in the biggest game ever, so, you know, hats off to him. I mean, I talked about, you know, Kenyon Drake's kickoff return being the biggest play of the game, but I think the second biggest play of the game, again, all, knowing all along that the, you know, uh, onside kick changed momentum was, you know, O.J. Howard's uh, catch and long long run, you know, at a, at a key point in the game when, you know, just feeling like Clemson was right on the verge of potentially, uh, you know, 
uh, taking the lead, coming back, what have you. Uh, and then O.J. Howard, again, like Drake before him, just squashed their hopes. Yeah, John, he had, I think it was either four or five, what you call explosive plays, over 20 yards. And if the tight end has one during the game, it catches everybody's attention. And so he had four and five on that night. And you could see, John, his stride and his speed and his athletic ability. I really, Alabama, they, I think it's fair to say they really didn't utilize his skills all season. I mean, they didn't make him go down the, the seams of the zone in the middle and throw the air of the ball out because he can beat some, some safety. He can beat the safety just on uh, his sheer ability running, running down the field with his patterns. And, you know, I think next year he chooses to stay around. He's going to be a big part of that offense. No doubt about it. Uh, boy, you talk about somebody's draft stock uh, taking off dramatically in one game. I'm, I know he was, you know, highly thought of, but after this game, he's like, you know, uh, projected himself uh, high up the board, as Mel Kuyper would say, and uh, you, you know he's uh, especially in these day in, in these days of the NFL, where the tight end position is rising in prominence. It seems with each passing season, and uh, it was great. You know, I was talking earlier in the show also, AP, about just how the stars came out for this. Uh, you know, before the game, I was outside enjoying. A little sunshine before pregame before having to head back north trying to store up some vitamin D and uh, and looked up and there was Rob Ryan and, Re- and and more importantly Rex Ryan with their families all decked out in Clemson orange just hanging out right outside the stadium taking selfies interacting with fans uh, it's really nice to see and at the same time. Right in the same area, you know, Urban Meyer comes walking by, Brian Kelly comes walking by, C.J. Spiller comes walking by. Uh, it was just a great atmosphere, and at the end of the game, I look up and there's Tim Tebow standing right near me on the sidelines. So, you know, one of the really fun things uh, that we get to do in the media, being around a weekend like this, of course, you know, at every turn, you're just seeing... Uh, the most famous names in and around college football and football in general. Yeah, they usually come out for those big games. They invite quite a few of the former coaches to come comment on and the analysis before the game starts. So, yeah, it's pretty normal for these championship games, John. Sure. It really is. It, you know, it really makes it special. You know, and this was special. You know, it's just... Uh, you know, the whole weekend, I think that the CFP media people do a spectacular job. It's, you know, uh, it's nonstop food to keep fueling the media all weekend long. It's a, it was at a media headquarters that is a spectacular resort in Scottsdale. Uh, the transportation, you basically, it's like having your own private driver. It'll take you pretty much anywhere you want to go. And, uh... You know, a lot of the big events are just right there, you know, at the resort. So you can just, like, literally walk right down to them, theoretically, if you if you happen to be staying there or mm-hmm. close by, easy to get to. And it's just really, uh, you know, a lot of fun. It was last year in Dallas. I thought this year was, you know, with the year under their belt, year two, even better. 
Um, not that there was anything wrong with Dallas in year one, but uh, I just thought that, you know, it, it was, again, just handled beautifully start to finish on game day. You know, the shuttle out to the stadium and uh, with a police escort was wonderful. And, oh, yeah, speaking of the stadium, I had never been there before. I'm not sure if you had, but, boy, what a spectacular spot, huh? Yeah, it was very nice. I hadn't been in, I hadn't been there before, John. Yeah, it was out on the outskirts there. It took us about, I think it was 15 minutes from the airport to, uh, to get to the stadium, but it was very nice. We're, we're on the cool side inside, but uh, everything was fine. Yes, yes, I, I, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, luckily uh, we were uh, got a media advisory to dress in layers, I was up in, uh, you know, high up, uh, out in the open air, shall we say, and someone told me, don't know if it's true, that there is no heat in University of Phoenix Stadium, which I guess would make sense. It's in Arizona, obviously, and, uh, <laughs> but it was chilly. It was chilly. Luckily, I was dressed for it, and I needed every last layer that I brought. Um, but, yeah, I just really, again, you, you know, Loved Jerry World last year, loved, you know, Phoenix this year, and, uh, you know, as big as Chris Berman calls it, the big toaster, I just thought, uh, you know, seeing it for the first time, it's it's one of those, you know, for sports fans like you and me, you know, that first look, something you don't forget. You know, I saw it from the highway, I looked up, and there it was, and it's an edifice rising out of the desert, and it is just a spectacular sight by any standard. Yeah, it's, it's quite magnificent when you're driving uh, up on the highway and you see this, it's like a, I don't know, uh, an inflatable dome, I guess you'd say. It's just kind of silver and everything. Well, exactly, yeah. Bright, bright silver, that must be stated. Uh, looks like a spaceship, for sure. No doubt right. about that. Right. There's a, you know, There's a lot of ways you can refer to it. But like you yeah. said, inflatable is one, spaceship is one, big toaster is one. They all apply. Uh, but it was just really, you know, just wonderful to walk around the media area, the press box, you know, the people that work there, you know, all these little things are so important. And, you know, I just felt it was just get, getting around the stadium and everything was just so easy, so convenient. You know, and just everything was just so, so nice. Uh, you know, just really, re- really a special evening, uh, to say the least. Uh, well, more than an evening. It's an all-day affair. We we left the hotel on the shuttle at 1 p.m. and all got back around 1 a.m. <laughs> so it's full day. It's more hey, John, some people might say we just, we just took a half a day. Exactly, exactly. And what a great day it is. Uh, it was just wonderful. And... Uh, yeah, uh, you and I were, were uh, you know, two lucky people to be able to do something like that. Uh, next year, it will be in Tampa. Uh, I'm a big fan, as listeners of the show know. I used to live on the Gulf Coast of Florida. I get down there often. I literally was flew out to uh, Phoenix from Florida, and... Uh, I think Tampa will be a great host city as well. I was at the Super Bowl between the Arizona Cardinals, coincidentally, uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers at Super Bowl week. 
that week in Tampa. They did a great job, and I expect that it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, wonderful yet again next year and in, in the Florida sunshine. Yeah, I can't wait to be in Tampa. That's such a nice venue, and it's not very far from Alabama. If, if, if you know, and I say this, uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen next year. Then that's why I recommend to anybody who asks me to, to take a trip to Arizona because uh, you just never can tell who's going to be in that final game. There are no guarantees, but right off the bat, I think. Vegas odds makers or someone out there uh, has already established Clemson and Alabama as the two top teams in the country heading into next year. I, I know I saw that somewhere. No surprise. Number one, you have Deshaun Watson. That's reason enough to put Clemson in the top two. And, and number two, you have uh, Nick Saban. That's the other reason to put Alabama in the top two. So who knows? Maybe we'll get a, maybe we'll get a, the same matchup in next year wouldn't wouldn't be shocking. No, it sure wouldn't with the way both teams recruit. Exactly. Way P, that brings us to the end of the second segment. It's great again, just reliving the fabulous weekend we just had down in Arizona. Uh, still a few more things to get to, but why don't we uh, take our final break and we'll get to some other topics on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course, the four NFL divisional round playoff games this weekend. Uh, one of the best weekends of the year for sports fans. 
four great games, no different than Wild Card Weekend, but now you have uh, uh, some of the better teams playing, the ones that had the bye week. And uh, I'll be at the Patriots game tomorrow at 4.30 Eastern time as they take on the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs, winners of 11 in a row, then tomorrow night. Speaking of Arizona, as we have been since we were both at the College Football Playoff National Championship, AP and I, uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, hosting the Green Bay Packers. And, uh, and then Sunday, of course, uh, Seattle, Carolina, the matchup I think everybody wanted to see all year long. We got it. And then closing Sunday with Pittsburgh Steelers at Denver Broncos. So, AP, real quickly on this, uh, I was very impressed with how, uh, how much the people in Arizona love their Cardinals, to say the least. Yeah, they really do, John. They have an affection for that team, and, you know, they've performed pretty well the last <laughs> handful of years, and Bruce Arians done a nice job. And, and John, he, he was an assistant at Alabama twice. He was on Coach Bryant's last staff, and then he was with, with Mike DeBose at one point. But he's a, a Temple guy, and he played there. Uh, or, or, no, I think he played, within the, he played within the Tech, I guess it was. He was in Tech. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Nice job. Yeah, he's done a nice job. Yes, he has done a nice job. Again, uh, you know, they, they love their Cardinals out there, and it was really, really uh, uh, jumped out at me, to say the least. Uh, so, yeah, you know, um, before I forget, uh, college football's games may have ended uh, last Monday night with a national championship game, but not all college football activities have ceased. Uh, and you are at one of the uh, iconic college football awards events uh, this weekend, correct? Yeah, I'm, at, I'm in New Haven, Connecticut at the Walter Camp Football Foundation weekend. And so honor the All-Americans uh, from this season. We have the coach of the year, Dabo Swinney, who's scheduled to appear tomorrow evening at the banquet. It's held at the Yale Commons, about 1,000 people. And it's this uh, tuxedo up there. And it's really nice to have all these players from around the country. They get to meet each other and become friends, lifelong friends. And they also invite back the alumni. So this is an organization. This is the 126th edition of the All-American team. It was 40 years down before there was the first award. Uh, after the Walter Camp team was named, I think, 1890-something. Uh, you know, the Heisman came into play, like, 36, I think it was. So this is 40 years ahead of any awards or any organization honoring college football. So it's it's something that all players, if they have a chance, should participate because, as I said, it's a lifelong membership, and it's something that you'll enjoy further on down the road. Well, that's amazing. You know, when I think of the fathers of pro football, I, two names come to mind, Pop Warner and Walter Camp. And uh, so it's not surprising, given their iconic status in the sport, that, you know, this is one of the great award shows year in, year out. I myself was giving a serious look at it uh, and hopefully covering it until I realized uh, that that could be the night of the Patriots playoff game and lo and behold for better or worse it, it is <laughs> and so you know uh, i'm glad i didn't make arrangements to try to get to new haven because it is uh head-to-head with the patriots tomorrow evening so uh 
I think I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're both going to have a good night in different places. That, that's right. And I always get a chance to meet some of the SIDs from around the country and uh, different coaches and uh, just people who played the game in years past. So it's, it's fabulous weekend. And I can oh. get anybody who has a chance to attend to, to, to visit sometime. Yeah, it sounds like a great take. Like I said, it was on my radar all year long because you've talked about it previous couple of years that you've attended it's gotten my attention and i'm sure that of our viewers as you've discussed it and uh you know i looked at it had it circled on my calendar and then when the time came uh, i realized you know that could absolutely be the same time and indeed it is i mean you, you know good and bad i mean the, the, i realized the patriots playoff game could be sunday but if i've learned one thing as a patriot season ticket holder it's that you know more often than not, when they get that bye week and they're in the divisional round, they are put front and center, uh, you know, in front of the American sporting public on Saturday evening, which, of course, is prime viewing time. And, uh, and yeah, so sure enough, my instincts were right. I've, I've learned a few things over 23 years as a season ticket holder and uh, being so familiar with scheduling and formats and all that. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be fun. Uh, so, you know, what do you think about that game? A lot of crazy stuff going on from Chandler Jones to Gronk apparently having injuries. Uh, you know, you're in New England. I'm in New England. Uh, it's obviously the talk of the town, uh, to say the least, or the talk of the region. So, uh, And the Kansas City Chiefs have won 11 in a row. I think it has the potential to be a spectacular game. Yeah, I mean... I think it's, it's fortunate the Patriots are playing at home, probably. Very, very. I, I would I would say that plays uh, well for them because, like I said, Kansas City's hot, and when a team mentally, John, has been winning, it, it's something very hard to overcome. Very hard to defeat a team that's on a winning streak. So, I'm, very, I'm, uh, for the Patriots' sake, I'm glad they're playing at home. Very hard, and yes, they're fortunate. Uh, you know. Julian Edelman is returning. I think that is potentially the key to the game. He is, without doubt, uh, you know, other than Gronk, and, and to, in a different way than Gronk, he's really, you know, Tom Brady's security blanket. Uh, when the Patriots have Gronk and Edelman both playing, uh, that's the key to their offense. So, and Kansas City is a great defense. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game. It has to be a great game. I mean, the Chiefs were awesome in how they manhandled the Houston Texans. And, uh, you know, the Patriots are the Patriots. You know, it's a playoff time in Foxborough. They're, you know, weather's uh, should be okay. It's going to rain viciously, apparently, tomorrow morning and then clear by kickoff with some wind. But, you know, it's January football in Foxborough. It's, 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 it's going to be appointment television, no doubt about that. Oh, oh, yeah, and, you know, when when they talk about the Patriots, John, it's all about Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he, if he plays well, then more than likely they're going to have a good chance to win. I totally agree. Well, AP, it's been fabulous, as always, uh, more than fabulous this day because we got to talk about, you know, attending one of the nation's top sporting events, uh, the college football playoff on Monday night, so... Uh, you and I had a great time. We're also going to have another great time. And how lucky can two guys be, right? Who, who has it better than we do, John? 
nobody <laughs> as good <laughs> as as we've heard around football circles before who has it better than us uh nobody <laughs> is right thanks again for your great perspective on phoenix and uh we'll look forward to having you again next week we appreciate your coming on as always ap my pleasure john thank you very much and thank you all for listening to all around sports And we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.